What is your strategy for communicating with your existing owner clients? Is your communication strategy that you call them when the tenant doesn't pay rent and you call them when you need more money and the only time they hear from you is problem, problem, problem. For too many property managers, that's what we fall into because other than that, we don't necessarily need to communicate with our owner clients. Well, let me share with you the seven most important times you should contact your owner clients and I'm gonna give you some definitive verbiage that we use in those times of communication. You need to have your owner communication strategy in place. I'm gonna help you set it up right now. Hello, my fellow property managers. Welcome to another episode of the Property Management Business Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Cunningham, where we do everything we can to help you build grow and protect your property management company. How do you do owner communication? If you're like most property managers, it's something of an afterthought. We don't have a strategy behind it. It just happens as needed. And that's not a best practice. A best practice, if you're going to be a professional, is to have very specific times and ways in which you communicate with your owner clients. And I want to walk you through seven different times you should communicate specifically with your owner client. Number one, you bring on a new property. The property is vacant. You've informed them that uh, you have initiated advertising. How often should you be communicating with that owner client? So there's kind of two parts here to number one. The first part is the initial notification that the property is now fully rent ready and advertised. So I'm just going to read you here our email. And by the way, at the end of this podcast, I'll tell you how you can get most of these docs from us if you would like them. But our advertising notification email says this, hello owner, your property at 123 Main Street is now rent ready. I have attached the property link below from our website. Please review the information and pictures and let me know if you see any errors or corrections that need to be made. Ooh, that's important, isn't it? Gives them an opportunity to say, hey, the property doesn't have air conditioning. You said it has air conditioning. That's a good catch. We go on to say the property is also advertised on the top rated websites, reaching over 10.2 million potential renters per month. Your property will be activated on these sites shortly. We've also created a video tour, which will be posted shortly, allowing individuals to watch a video tour of the property 24 hours a day from the comfort of their computer or smart device. We'll keep you updated as to the number of inquiries we're receiving on the property. We're working hard to rent the property quickly to a high quality resident. Please let us know if you have any questions. And then of course we include the link on there. Now that's the initial side. How do you update them? We wanna update our owner clients weekly on the activity of the property. Now this is weekly, it's not daily. If an owner says, gosh, I wanna call every day. I want you to call me every time somebody sees it. I want feedback on what they said. That's where you're gonna have to kind of tell them it's gonna be a weekly update. So we will send them a weekly email. If they really wanna call, we'll sometimes do that. Uh, but our vacancy update email says this. Hello, Mr. Owner. Wanted to give you a status update regarding the level of activity we are receiving for your vacancy at 123 Main Street. 
At this time, we've received 17 inquiries and four interior showings in the property. We have not yet had any rental applications submitted. Given the current time of the year and the amount of time the property has been advertised, we would like to see more activity than we have. Now, obviously, you're going to edit this if you have received applications or if you are getting good activity. In an effort to increase activity on the property, we would like to reduce the rental rate at this time. We have three options. Number one, leave the rent unchanged and review it in another week. Number two, a small rent reduction to X number of dollars and give the property another week at this price before we look at reducing further. Or number three, make a more significant rent reduction to X to generate a more immediate effect. We would recommend option number X. Please let us know what you prefer or if you have questions. Okay, so that's communication strategy number one on the vacancy time when the property is there. Very important. When an owner has a vacant property, they are more nervous than ever on that. So make sure you have a communication strategy in place that is fair, not overboard. Right? You're not calling them every day, but you're calling them to update them when the property is vacant. All right, the second most important time to be communicating with your owner client is when maintenance happens. Now, per your property management agreement, I'm sure you have some type of a threshold of when you will contact them in advance of maintenance. Maybe it's a couple hundred dollars, but when do you ask their permission to spend their money versus when do you just make the repair? That's not really what we're talking about right here, but we're talking about the notification for a repair that was made. So when we make a notification to an owner, let's say we go out and replace the water heater and it's gonna be a lot of money, we're not gonna call them in advance and ask their permission because it has to be done, but we are gonna notify them after it was done. Best practice, my recommendation, is do not notify them until the job is done. Otherwise, they're gonna have questions that you can't answer because you haven't seen the invoice yet. So here's an example of an email we would send to an owner to inform them that we had some work done. Uh, hello there, Randy. Uh, we recently received, recently the tenant notified us that they had no hot water. So we sent out our maintenance personnel to investigate. Upon inspection, it was found that the water heater was over 10 years old and had failed. They advised us to replace it. The cost of all the work for the replacement was $23,000. Okay, I'm being a little bit facetious there, but it seems that uh, in another few months, that will be the price of water heater replacement if it keeps going at the rate they're going. Uh, your April or your monthly operating statement next month will detail the work and include an invoice for the work. In the meantime, I wanted to give you a heads up that you will see this charge upcoming. No action is needed on your part at this time. Okay, let me just pause there. The words I just said there, no action is needed on your part. That should be built in as much as is possible to your owner communication. Because when you inform your owner of anything, property's turning over, the property is vacant, tenant didn't pay rent, something broke, their natural reaction is to want to get involved. So you have to invite them to not get involved. That's what they hire you for. You're the professional. Remind them that you got this, that you don't need any action on their part. Now, if you do need action on their part, by all means, tell them. But more often than not, this is just an informational FYI update. It's not asking for their 
opinion. It's not asking for their permission unless we need it for something. This is part of your strategy, your communication strategy, so that your owners stay well informed because it is important. Why should they trust you? You've got to make sure you're communicating with them effectively. Okay, so that's number two when maintenance happens. Communication strategy number three is when the property is going to turn over. Your tenant has given you notice to vacate. So we have a pretty long email that goes out to our owner client. I'm not going to read the full thing here, but it's going to inform them that they're they're vacating. Let me just kind of peruse a couple. I like that word. I will peruse a couple sections here with you. Uh, Dear Johnny, we have received written notice from your resident that they will be vacating the property. Now, very uh, listen to sentence number two. No action is needed on your part as we will complete the full turnover process and the security deposit return for the current resident. Below are details about the upcoming turnover process. They have received, tenants have received, tenants have turned in a written notice to vacate and will be vacating on such and such a date. At the time the property is vacated, we will conduct a full checkout of the property, complete the security deposit disposition, and complete any necessary cleaning, repairs, and make ready services to return the property back to a full rent-ready condition. Now, this is an important operational component here. This next sentence, it says this. Your required reserve will be increased by an additional, for us it's $500, $500 in preparation of these potential expenses. So let me talk about that for just a minute here. One problem we continually ran into is when a property goes vacant, we spend money on repairs, spend money on utilities, mowing the lawn, whatever it is, and suddenly we look up and we need more money from the owner because their reserve has been depleted on a turnover. So we built into our process to up the reserve in anticipation of the upcoming turnover when we get notification from the tenant that they're going to be vacating. So pretend you have a $500 escrow reserve on your property. The tenant gives a notice to vacate. You immediately go into your software and increase that escrow reserve by an additional $500. Now you've got $1,000 of your owner money that you can potentially tap for property expenses. Now you need to inform your owner, otherwise they will not be happy if you just are putting more of their money in reserve. And then, of course, once the property is renting, that reserve is dropped back down to its regular rate. Our letter also goes into detail informing them that uh, we will hold any appropriate funds from the ex-tenant security deposit for damages or other charges as allowable by state law. We say, please note that per IRS reporting requirements, all turnover expenses will show as property expenses on your monthly statement and any retention of the ex-resident security deposit will show as income coded as deposit withholding on your statement. That's a good reminder because it can be confusing for owner clients to say, well, like the tenant knocked the hole in the wall. Why am I being charged on my statement for the hole in the wall? Well, you're being charged for the repair, but then you see the offsetting income over here. So explain that to them on the front end. And then we talk about our upcoming marketing process, what that will look like. We talk about demand on the market. We talk about the average time that we're experiencing for vacancies right now. Give them all the details in this email. Answer their questions before they have to ask it. Okay, so that was number three, your turnover notice. Number four would be your monthly communication from your owner's statement. So every month you close out your operating account. You send the owner client their money. 
And then typically they will receive an email through your software informing them that the deposit has been made on their behalf and their operating statement is ready for them to view. And that's just a form email that goes out. This is your opportunity every month to communicate with them on a recurring basis. So what we try to do is we just give them a little blurb about what our monthly video and blog content talks about. Now, if you've listened to me for a while, you've heard me talk about every month, we record an educational video for all of our current clients that we blast out to current and prospective clients. It'll talk about new litigation. It'll talk about trends going on in our market, our rents up, our rents down. What has this new law required us to do? So in that monthly email, it says your operating statement is ready to go. Click here to receive it. And then we'll have a sentence underneath that that says this month's video is on the topic of the new bill which restricts landlords' ability to oversee pets and rental properties. Click here for more information. And then if they click it, it takes them to the video that we've already created. This becomes our monthly touch. That's all it is, just a sentence or two. But I think that's a very important thing to add in to your monthly email notification. So we'll do more podcasts on what that video content should look like. Go back and listen to some of our, go, go on, jump on our website, pmbuild.com. We talk a lot about creating that. I think that's an important thing for property managers to have. Okay, we are up to number five, which is informing them that a lease renewal has been completed. So what that means is when a property is coming, the lease is coming up for renewal, our process internally is we just do that. We don't call the owner and say, hey, your tenant's coming up for renewal. What do you want to do? We'll go into more detail on that in the future, but we have it written into our property management agreement that they need to contact us if they want to have that conversation. So we are going to do the renewal process. Once the renewal process has been completed by us, they will get an email that says, Dear John, good news! Exclamation point. We have completed the lease renewal process and received the signed lease renewal from the current resident. The terms of the new lease are as follows. And then we say that the date the new lease goes into effect, the new expiration date, the previous rental rate, and the new rental rate. If you have questions, please feel free to contact us. Thank you. We wish you well. Very sweet and short, but that's the only information we're giving them on the new lease renewal. But that's a very congratulatory, happy email there. That's number five. Number six is a quarterly call. Property managers talk about a quarterly owner call a lot. Now, I must admit, we do not always do quarterly owner calls because we're trying to communicate in these other strategies. If you're not feeling that you communicate well with your owner clients, then maybe you should initiate a quarterly call. Now, what would that quarterly call include? It could just be a check-in. You could just let them know kind of what the market is doing. We have enough, we believe we have enough ongoing communication that we don't do quarterly calls. A lot of our owner clients don't want to be bothered, and so we're not going to bother them with that quarterly call. So I went fast over that because I really don't have much to offer there since we don't do it. The final and last 
thing I want to suggest to you as an owner communication strategy, which I believe is probably also the most impactful of all these, and that is a year-end owner letter. Now, this podcast, I believe, is coming out mid-December. If you have not created your year-end owner letter, my friends, it is time to get that done. You've got to have your year-end owner letter in place. Now, our year-end owner letter, we've been doing this for the last couple years, and it is incredibly effective. It's a way to proactively reach out to your owner clients, show you are the expert, remind them why they should be paying you money every month to manage their property, remind them why you're so valuable. So our year-end owner letter this year, it actually turned into five pages. That's I don't like that. I think that's a little too long, but we had a lot of information to share with our owner clients on this year-end letter. So what should a year-end owner letter or year-end owner memo include? For us, we found it's best to break it into three sections. Section number one is going to cover the prior year. You're going to talk about what happened in your market over the last 12 months. Now, this is not property specific. So you're not saying, you know, the tenant broke the back gate and we had that fixed and put a new gate in there. That's not property specific in this email. You are talking about the market overall. What trends did you see this past year? Was demand higher or lower? Were rents up or down? Was legislation good or bad? And you can get detailed. The reason our letter is so long is because we had so much new legislation coming in place in Colorado this last year, and we talked a lot about that, even with links to the bills in our year-end owner letter. So that's part one, reviewing the prior year. Part two, preview the upcoming year. What things should the owner clients be on the lookout for in this next year? Is there new pending legislation they should be watching for? Is inflation going to increase the cost of their insurance and their property taxes and the cost of vendor repairs? Maybe you should preview that for them. What do you expect to see rents do? How about renter demand? Is there a lot of new supply coming into your market? Are there new industries, new businesses that are popping up that will have new tenants moving into them? This is your opportunity to show your expertise, remind your owner clients why they need you. Now, even if my owner clients don't read this letter, and a lot of them won't, which is fine, I think they're going to look at it, and hopefully they will at least think to themselves, gosh, it's a good thing that Mark and Grace Management are working for me because there's a lot of stuff going on. And there's, there's no better time than now because of all the changes, the legislative changes nationally as well as many states to talk about that. Talk about that the Biden has, administration has proposed a tenant's bill of rights. That's a big deal. You should mention that in your year-end letter. And of course, link to all these informational pieces Whew. Did I talk real fast? You know, when I do these uh, these podcasts, I tend to talk really fast. So I have to intentionally talk slow. In my mind, I'm talking at a snail's pace right now. But I know when we play it back, it'll be at regular speed. So those are the seven things, my friends, that you need to put in place to have your, your owner communication strategies. Now, by the way, if you're thinking, gosh, Mark, that, that sounds good. I wish I could get a hold of your, your docs there. Mark, well, well, you can. 
If you are a member of our property management video coaching group, you've received all these things from us over the course of time. Uh, if you can't find them and you're a current member of our video coaching group, drop me an email, send you updated links to all this stuff. If you're not a member of our video coaching group, join us. We invite you to join us every month. We send out a, a detailed video with some attachments where we go into more detailed information on how to build, grow, and protect your property management company. We get very specific on that. If you want to join that, jump on our website, pmbuild.com. And if you join now, uh, rather than making you wait for those things as we talk about them, I'll send you those docs uh, on the front end, including the year-end owner letter. I mean, I, I think just for the year-end owner letter, my friends, please, 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 it will help you so much to get that year-end owner letter done. So pmbuild.com if you want more information. So we mentioned making sure that you talk to your owner clients when maintenance issues come up. And maintenance is hard, isn't it? I mean, that's one of the most difficult, time-consuming things we do as property managers. Raise your hand if you've ever had the 3 a.m. phone call from your tenant whose water heater just blew up and they're upset and you're trying to clear your head and, and understand what you should be doing. If you're taking those 3 a.m. calls, you need to stop doing that. One way you can stop utilizing you can stop taking those calls is to utilize Latchel, L-A-T-C-H-E-L, Latchel.com. Latchel is a property maintenance company. They also are a revenue generation tool for you. You would never have to take a maintenance call again. Imagine that. Half of you just passed out. See, Latchel is a maintenance software. It shields your team from the 24-7 barrage of work orders, while at the same time can help generate new revenue to you at no cost. They've got different plans. They can just take your after-hour emergency calls if you want. But when they take those calls, they troubleshoot them. So they tell them how to get the water shut off. They identify potential problems. They can notify you of the work order. They can create the work order for you. They can even do work order management. They've got a higher level service as well, which is 24-7 maintenance reception. They take every call. You can customize your budget. It'll integrate with your property manager software. It becomes a resident benefit package components. Guys, maintenance is hard. We need help. Check out my friends at Latchel. Jump on their website. We'll put a link in here, latchel.com. Just get a demo. Get a demo to understand how they can help you improve your maintenance management, keep your tenants happier, and you, my friends, can actually sleep all night long. Wouldn't that be nice? So we've got two questions that we want to address here. The first question comes from Paul. Paul says, Mark, what are the most lucrative types of properties to manage? The most lucrative types of properties to manage. Do we want single family? Do we want multifamily? What types of things should we be looking for? It's a great question, Paul. Now, if your management fee is a percentage of rents, which I recommend that's the way you structure your pricing model, then obviously the higher the rental rate of the property, the more management fee you're going to collect. But that also means the more work you're doing. Sometimes you're doing more work because sometimes the lower price properties, as we all know, can create more work, more management of the property, more management of the tenant, more management of the components. Lower price properties take more effort and more time to manage. So how do we offset that? Two people call your office today. One has a property renting for $600 a month, low income, 
not a great property. Another property has a $3,000 a month, brand new single family executive home. Do you quote the same management fee? Should you quote the same management fee percentage? Probably not. If you want details of that, Paul, we believe in having a dynamic pricing model, which is going to have a management fee set not only on the level of difficulty of the property, but also the level of difficulty of the tenant. And of course, taking into consideration the income on the property. The more expensive the property, well, the lower the management fee is typically going to be because it doesn't need to be as high. So it really comes into play on those lower income properties. That's where a dynamic pricing model is important. Go back and listen to episode seven in our podcast here. We go into detail on structuring a dynamic pricing model, making sure you have it that in place to be fair, because this is all about being fair and transparent pricing. Fair and transparent pricing for your owner clients. Good question, Paul. Lindsay has a question. Lindsay says, um, I'm wondering how to build a PM business from 15 doors to 150 doors. Is it better to buy another PM company or network and build home by home? Lindsay, that is such a great question that we're going to do an entire podcast episode upcoming shortly on that very topic. Should you build door by door by door? Or is it best just to go out and buy a property management company? Do you just buy a competitor? My short answer is there are pros and cons of both of those. They're both going to take more effort than you think. I would be less inclined to buy another property management company unless it was just a slam dunk, great fit, great properties, great owners, great processes, great systems, which it may not be. So yes, keep your eyes open for potential buying opportunities of other companies, but those are few and far between. The focus needs to be on organic growth. You have to learn how to do that because even if you do buy a big company, some of those doors will leave you over time and you have to have the organic growth of one more door, one more door, one more door just to maintain the business that you may buy. So watch for an upcoming long episode on that topic, Lindsay, but thank you for suggesting it and we will go into detail upcoming. So what do you think, my friends? Are you ready to create your owner communication strategy for your property management company? I promise this is something that will benefit your company beyond anything you can ever measure. Have those communication pieces in place so you can proactively communicate with your owners, give them the peace of mind they need Remind them that you're there. Remind them that you're working so hard for them. If you don't tell them what you're doing for them, they're not going to know. And they're going to think you're just sleeping and counting all of your money every day. Hey, my friends, I hope this was helpful to you. Until next time, I wish you success.